everyone, it's Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Tati is because I spent the last decade mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Tati podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm mm-hmms, and yes, girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. I am your host, Natasha Toddy Weston. And thank you so much for tuning in for another show. Now, if you're an oldie but a goodie, thank you so much for coming to hang out with your girl for another episode. Now, if you're new here, super special thank you for stopping by. If you like what you hear today, I invite you to join our fan bam by simply leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts and hitting that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. You can also catch up on all past episodes at the all new brand spanking tabletalkwithtotty.com. Yes, y'all, we have a new website. Like, now, when I started this podcast almost four years ago, can y'all believe it's been almost four years? A website was not a priority, like a separate website. So up until last week, I've literally just been pointing you guys to an extension of my personal website, which is NatashaWeston.com. But in the last year, we have experienced so much growth until I just found it necessary to create a private space specifically for the show. A place where you guys could find more detailed show notes, which is coming up in 2020. Uh, A place where you can learn more about our guests. A place where you can learn more about our 2020 sponsors and partners for this show. A place where if you don't know what app to download to listen to, rather it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, you can literally log on to tabletalkwithtidy.com and literally just press play and listen right from the website. So I just felt like that would be a lot more convenient for all of you out there who, um, you know, don't want any issues uh, getting access to the show. So y'all, so much has happened since we last congregated. And the downloads are still going crazy for episode 62, which is Hustlers, pretty much how to leverage your creativity um, and make more money on your nine to five. You guys, I think that's probably one of the most, most popular uh, episodes. As a matter of fact, I just got back from Atlanta last week. We hosted the Lunch With Us event, Conversations Over Cocktails for the Work in Millennial Women. Shout out to my girl, Katrina Gons, uh, who was also a host for this event. Her and I collaborated. And when I tell y'all the event was beyond what we planned for, it was the vibe was just a vibe. You feel me? 
And yeah, the episode came up a couple of times from attendees about how helpful and beneficial that episode was to them and how they implemented some of the tips that I shared. And now they're making more money and creating more opportunity for themselves on their nine to five. So shout out to y'all for loving that episode. Keep on listening, keep sharing, keep implementing, because at the end of the day, I want everybody to get the bag. So Lunch With Us ATL was amazing. If you were in the building, shout out to you. We had an amazing conversation and it just got me super hyped to get back on here and talk to you guys today. But more particularly, I want to kind of zoom in a little bit uh, and share a little insight into one of the takeaway points that I shared with the attendees on last Saturday. and. I thought that it was fitting, especially because we're going not only into a new year, but into a new decade. And I think one of the things that most people who may not be experiencing any type of growth, rather you are trying to become a singer, rather you are trying to start a podcast, rather you are trying to climb the corporate ladder, the thing that I feel has been missing because it's so much noise, especially in the online space, is focus. And that was the biggest takeaway point that I gave to the attendees. And I've been getting so much feedback saying, you know, that's so simple, but that is the thing that maybe I've been lacking, just trying to do team too much all the time and just not seeing any results. So in 2019, you guys, focus was one of my non-negotiables. You probably didn't see me doing too much as far as like, within my business. You probably didn't see me going to too many events. You probably didn't see me doing, did I do I did maybe two speaking engagements all this year. Um, two, literally two all year. <laughs> One I did, both were actually in the spring to be honest. Yeah. So I hadn't done but two speaking engagements this year. I was just kind of sitting back and focusing on some things behind the scenes because I felt like I was doing a lot of things, but I wasn't seeing the results that I felt I should have been been seeing for the length of time that I felt like I had been investing in my brand, right? So when I took a step back, which for me was this past summer, and I realized that, you know, the reason I'm not attracting the right things, the right people, the right opportunities into my life was because I didn't focus on those things. I think sometimes we create goals and we have these things set up in our minds, but when it comes down to it, are we really focusing on those things enough to where the seed is watered and it actually grows? Or are we sprinkling a little water on it week one and then not revisiting it until week 60? And then it's like all withered and dried away and now we got to revive it and start over. So I think that's what happens a lot of times is that we have these grand ideas and these plans to do things. But at the end of the day, are you sticking to what you're supposed to be focusing on so that you can actually see it grow? And that was a challenge for me. And so I have been seeing tremendous growth. I've been seeing tremendous results. I've been seeing doors swinging open for opportunity to work with brands and everything else that I've wanted to do and have said I wanted to do, but I didn't focus in on those things. And I think a lot of the reason why we lack focus on some things is because it doesn't transpire quick enough, right? We don't get the phone call from the brand. We don't get the client we really want. We don't get invited to speak at the event we really want to speak at. And at the end of the day, I feel like when you stop trying to focus on the exterior part of what you're trying to do and get those results internally, that's when you start to really see the results. And you have to be committed to seeing it through, no matter if it takes two two years, two months, 20 years, 
stay committed to it because at the end of the day, what you focus on will grow. And I'm telling y'all from firsthand experience, that's what I've been experiencing Excuse me, in the last maybe six, seven months of the year. So I want to share with you today a few key points that have allowed me to see results. The results that y'all are seeing with me being able to work with brands, y'all, in the last month, I've had two hotel partnership opportunities that have come my way. And it has been because I've, I've focused. And so I'm, I was about to jump into that first point. So let's jump into it just so that everything I'm saying makes sense to you. So go ahead, y'all know the tea. Pull out your pen, your paper, your smartphone. Write some notes. Make sure to share some of these tips and tidbits with your friends. Don't be stingy. This stuff is for us all. I feel like it, it can help us all. Point number one. Figure out your bottom line, okay? Figure out your bottom line. And this was something that I did not sit down and do. And as a result of that, I was doing the most, right? I was just trying to speak everywhere. I was trying to talk about every single topic under the sun. I was trying to sell every type of service, even if it didn't feel right to me. I was doing my podcast. I had my YouTube channel pop in. I was trying to vlog. I was trying to blog. I was trying to do everything under the sun. At the end of the day, it not only wore me out, but it wasn't doing nothing for my bank account, y'all. Like, literally nothing. And the reason why I why I discovered later on, the reason why I was doing all of those things or feeling like I had to stay so, quote, unquote, busy was because I didn't really know what my bottom line is. Now, get it, be clear. Your bottom line and your why are not exactly the same thing, right? Your why is what motivates you to get up every day, right? Your why could be, you know, to provide a better lifestyle for your child. Your why could be, to take your mama out the hood. Your why could be to quit your nine to five. Your bottom line is more strategic. So I'm gonna share with y'all what my bottom line is right now in this season. My bottom line is to work with brands, to get paid to be me and to inspire other women to do the same in style and without breaking the bank. That's my bottom line, right? So moving into 2020, I realized that I had to start working backwards. I knew what my bottom line is. I knew that in order to work with brands, I had to invest in the brands that I wanted to work with, all right? And I'm giving y'all all the tea right now. So I realized that before a brand could cut me a check or before a brand would reach out to me or accept my pitch to work with them to get paid, I had to show the brands that I was invested in them. So for those of you out here, you know, trying to get into this whole influencer space, you want to work with maybe like Fashion Nova or Ashley Stewart or Target. Well, if Target pops on your Instagram page, are you already wearing Target clothes? Are you already buying from Target? Those are, that's what I mean by figuring out your bottom line and working backwards. So for me, I know that because I want to work with brands, guess what? I have to invest in the brands that I want to work with. I have to show them that, okay, this is my bottom line and I'm working backwards so that when I do get the opportunity to be seated in front of them, they can look at what I've already put out there and see, okay, she's invested in us. We need to invest in her. Now, I kind of put that in like simple terms. It's a lot more that goes into it. But because I know my bottom line, I know what kind of pictures I need to post. I know what type of stores I need to shop in. I know what types of social media content I need to create. I know what events to attend and who I need to talk to at those events. Why? Because I know my bottom line. I know that if I'm going to an event in downtown Charleston at a boutique, 
I know that before I leave out of that room, I need to shake hands with the store manager, the district manager, the CEO of that person is there, right? So I'm going to go to that event versus going to a wine tasting for a bar, right? My bottom line is to work with brands, specifically fashion beauty brands at this point. So I need to be in those spaces. And I only know that because of my bottom line. So there are people going to 20 events a year and none of those events are in alignment or will help you to get to your bottom line. I digress. I think I made my point. So what I want you to realize here is that you don't have to be doing, if there were five things that you're involved with right now, Take a look and evaluate those five things and figure out, is it in alignment with my bottom line? If it's not, eliminate the things that you're doing, the busy work that's not getting you there or that won't get you there. Eliminate those things and hone in on the things that will. Get you some wins, sis, and then build on that. So you do not have to be contrary to what it may look like online. The people who are juggling so many things, those are the people that nine times out of 10, those are the people who started with one thing and they built on those things, right? And I like to use Ronnie Brown, CEO of Girl CEO's example, because we see Ronnie, she's coaching. Ronnie has a podcast. Y'all go check out her podcast. I've literally been listening all last week. She has her podcast. Um, she has her merch. She has her planners. She She's working with brands. But Ronnie didn't wake up last week and did all of those things at one time. Ronnie built on one thing after the other. So it's like, okay, you might write the book this year. Well, next year, you might want to start doing book signings. And the year after, now you can go and teach a course on what the book is about. And then the following year, you might want to do a conference. And that's for one book. So now when you write book number two, You've already built a platform. You've already built rapport. You've already built the audience. So it won't seem like you're just doing everything. You've already figured out your bottom line and you're working backwards, all right? So another point that I want to make here also when figuring out your bottom line is that you've got to identify your capacity because you won't achieve more than you have the capacity to. And that may sound super blunt, like, that's rough, but that's the reality of life, right? You can, if you're working 40, 50 hours a week on your nine to five, right? And your goal is to write your book within 30 days. Well, is that goal in alignment with what your capacity is, right? Are you willing to sacrifice your evenings, your weekends, your holidays to get that book written in what, 30, 60, 90 days? Um, and when I say capacity, yeah, you could devote your weekends and your evenings. Okay, but now you have to factor in, do you have children? Are you married? Do you have other obligations? Where are those things gonna factor into your time? So that may be an instance where you're over your capacity. So you may need to adjust your your uh, your goals and say, okay, I want to get this book out in 90 days. What things can I cut out? Do I need to make the length of the book shorter? You have to make sure that you aren't going beyond your capacity because it's going to wear you out, okay? So not just figuring out your bottom line, but identifying what your capacity is and making the necessary adjustments. All right, let's move to the next point because I think this is super important as well. And we kind of already talked about this a little bit. Um, but the second point that I want to make is to create more strategies and less goal to-do lists. Now, this time of year, 
is super infamous for, okay, let me think about what goals I want to accomplish next year. Let me think about all the things I'm going to do in 2020. Great mindset. However, most people are just making, are just adding to their already, their 27 to-do list, their 2018 goals, and their 2019 goal to-do list that they haven't accomplished maybe one or two things off that whole list in three years. And it's because your to-do list lacks strategy. And it goes back to not figuring out your bottom line. So one question that I hear a lot of is, well, how do I know what to focus on? Again, don't skip out on figuring out your bottom line. And one really strategic tip that I shared with one attendee in particular, and I I feel like a light bulb went off for her, and I'm so excited to see how she implements some of what I shared with her, is to study your current lifestyle. Study the places you're currently going. Study the uh, people who are attracted to what you post on your Facebook page. Study the people who walk up to you when you're out, whether it be at church, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're at the hookah lounge. Pay attention to the people who gravitate towards you and who actually sit down and have conversations with you. Pay attention to the people who ask you questions. A lot of times you hear this whole, well, who's my target audience? Who's the person that's supposed to buy my products and services or the people that are supposed to listen to my music? Like, who are these people? But, and I know this from firsthand, there's not a lot of people really digging deep into how to identify that, you know? And what I've learned is you have to study what's currently happening in your life. That's where you get all of your research from, sis. Literally, that's where you get all of your research from. And I I even went on to tell this young lady, you know, let's just say you wrote a book about being um, a single parent, a single mom um, trying to build her business or trying to network or open a business in your local city. Well, you want to think about if you were a single mom, you know, struggling to make ends meet trying to build a business, trying to get to get to know people in your city, blah, blah, blah. Where are those single mamas hanging out afterward? What's the local hookah joint that they're probably meeting up with girlfriends for whenever they get a babysitter? Those are the places you want to go. And to take it a step further, once you get in that hookah lounge and you sit down and have a conversation, most of us, especially us millennials, guess what we're doing while we're talking to people? We're sitting on our phone and we're scrolling on something. Pay attention to that too. Are they scrolling on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they looking through snaps? Then now you know, okay, they hang out here and this is the social media platform that they hang out on the most, right? So you have to Make it a part of your lifestyle to constantly study those things because in studying those things and having conversations with people is where you figure out, okay, maybe I need to focus on this or this is what I need to create next. So instead of having this long to-do list of things like I want to launch a podcast in 2020, I want to write a book in 2020, I want to host an event in 2020, but you got your single mamas who probably can't even get a babysitter, let alone afford in a ticket to your event. You might want to stretch that one off for right now, right? You might want to focus on meeting them where they are. If they're in their car dropping their kids off to practice to school, then the podcast might be the best route in that season. So it's less about having these long goal to-do lists and having more strategy. 
You feel me? You smell me? That's 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 how you have to move. That's how you focus in. That's how you find your focus is by creating more strategies and getting rid of those long goal to-do lists, all right? And then I want to share with you something that I learned from Erin On Demand. I believe that's her Instagram handle as well. And she shared something on a YouTube video that I watched that I've implemented and it has changed the game for me. So it kind of goes back into what I was talking about when I said identify your capacity. Like you got to know what you're at capacity to do. And everybody's goals and to-do list can't be, I'm going to accomplish all these things in seven days. Know your capacity and adjust your capacity so that you can actually meet your goals realistically. So Erin calls this whole method the top three. And basically, I don't know how she does hers, if it's daily, weekly, or monthly, but I tend to do mine right now. My top three is per week. So every week, I don't write a long list of to-dos, right? Every week, I pick three things that I need to accomplish that I must get done. And it does not matter what I've got going on, they have to get done. So a top three for me might typically look like record episode 65 of the podcast or make notes for recording episode 65 of the podcast. Um, With this event that we just planned, a lot of my to-dos for the last month or so has been um, go over ideas and thoughts before call with Katrina. Or another to-do might be make sure Tyler reads a certain amount of books. And those will be the things I focus on. And I feel like I've accomplished so much because I'm not overwhelmed by a list of 30 things to do. And realistically, they end up shuffling over into the following week. So for you, your top three might not be, it may not be realistic to do it every week. You may have to do a top three for the month. Focus on three things for the month. But whatever it is, you have to know what your capacity is so that you can actually accomplish those things. So that has definitely helped me out a lot. So shout out to Aaron on demand for that tip. And the third point is easy, focus in. So once you know what your bottom line is, once you have eliminated those long to long goal to-do list, now you can actually focus in on those things. So for example, When I made this podcast my focus, I saw firsthand the growth. I saw that the comments I was receiving from people that were listening, they weren't saying, oh, I heard you on YouTube. Oh, I heard you here. Oh, I heard you there. I automatically almost know every single time that when someone gives me feedback, it's coming from my podcast. So I'm able to measure exactly where my people are I'm able to measure what topics are they finding the most interesting and the most valuable. What feedback are they giving? Are they asking questions after an episode? It then helps me to know what areas you guys want me to talk about and elaborate on even more. So that came as a result of focusing in, right? And it also goes back to my bottom line because although my bottom, a part of my bottom line is to work with brands and get paid to be me, I can never forget my main goal is to inspire other women to do the same. So when I did my re-strategy for my podcast, it was able to help me figure out what topics to talk about in 2020, right? What are more things I need to elaborate on and discuss? It allowed me to get rid of my to-do list. And I shared this on social media last week 
when I shared about the new uh, podcast web- website was, you know, most people that ask me about getting into podcasting, their first question is, how do you make money from it? And although that is a great question, and I think that's everyone's end goal to a certain extent, your goal cannot only be to make money, right? Because anybody now could start a podcast, but are people going to actually tune into your podcast, talk about your podcast, listen to your podcast, share your podcast? So in the first, what, three years, my goal wasn't to have a website because my goal was to connect with, build with, and build community with you guys. And I've done that. So now I'm in this position to where if a brand, hint, hint, one of those brands that I'm trying to work with, if they reach out to me, they know that I've got a loyal group of listeners who I've built over the last three years. So I've built for a substantial amount of time enough to say, okay, I've got these, these people rock with me. They rock with me. They they listen to what I say. They believe me. They trust me. Those are the types of people and podcasts and opportunities and platforms that brands want to partner with. So a website wasn't necessary for me then, but now because I know my bottom line and because I've accomplished that goal of building community, building trust with you guys, now I'm in a position to where I can actually really monetize my show. I can actually really monetize my show. So now a website is a necessity. I could have focused in on developing a website to attract the brands, to attract more listeners and make it more convenient for those people who are a part of my community. I hope you guys follow what I'm saying. So let's think about the staircase analogy really quick. You may get to the top of the ladder or the top of the staircase faster, but by the time you get up there, you're going to be worn out. You're going to be out of breath. And this leads to ineffectiveness. So just because you can climb, maybe stretch your legs and get up two or three steps at one time doesn't mean that that's the best way to go. Taking one step at a time, building up your strength, and then putting the next foot forward to the next step, that's how you build longevity, you guys. That's how you build um, legacy. That's how you build influence. That's how people know to take you serious. They know to trust you because they know you're not just going to pop up one day and then vanish tomorrow. So again, like the podcast, focusing on it. I saw the girl firsthand. People are clear on where they can find me. Like next to Toddy, my name should be podcast because people automatically ask me about my show or give me feedback about an episode that they enjoyed Every single time I engage with people outside of, you know, me talking to you guys like right now. So I wanted to talk about focus because I think focus, I know focus could be the thing that you've been lacking going into this new decade and into the new year. And so don't worry about doing all of the things. Worry about doing more strategic things. Worry about honing in on things that will get you to your bottom line. So our table talk takeaway for today is making more moves isn't the move. Making more quality moves is. All right, let me repeat it. Making more moves isn't the move. Making more quality moves is. So don't let them fool you, sis. You don't gotta be doing the most. You just need to do what's gonna get you to your bottom line. All right. If you already started making that long list of goals and to do's, go back and reevaluate it and figure out what am I trying to accomplish here? And will these things actually get me there in the way that I need to get there? Right. 
that's it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't be selfish. Share it with a friend or a few friends. Tag me on Instagram. Tag me on Facebook. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from today's show. I always enjoy coming on and talking to you guys. It's always like, it's like my escape from the escape. Um, So I always enjoy pouring into you all and I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget y'all, go over to tabletalkwithtidy.com, check out the new website, leave me a message, let me know what you think. And most importantly, I need y'all to leave a review. Leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you're on Facebook, leave us a review on our Facebook page as well. Don't forget to subscribe, share this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.